0: We're good to go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is BC. Uh, this is going to be a little talk slash podcast, right? I brought Cody on again, who I've had on before. You know, he's spoken to a lot of my MS events, right? We've known each other for years. I originally met Cody when we did an interview with you know him and James, James Shelby. I'm sure you guys know him um, if you're in the real estate world. And we met years ago, man. We've kept in touch. He recently, we're going to discuss it. He made a move, and he's really been doing big things. So, Cody, man, welcome back.
1: Appreciate it, brother. I'm, I'm excited to be back. always love getting on chat chatting with you.
0: Yeah, bro. So what's new, dude? You left us, you went to Texas, and I haven't seen you, man.
1: Yeah, man. I made the big move. When COVID hit, I was like, I am out. I'm not doing this anymore. I've been, I've been talking about moving somewhere for five years, and Texas had always been on my mind because I grew up a Southern boy. My dad was from Alabama. Um, so although I lived in Cali my whole life, I grew up just Southern, and so I was like, you know, dude, I, I, I'd never even been to Texas. I got off the plane. And I was like, I'm home. I'm making an offer. So,
0: <laughs>
1: so it's been cool though, man, getting, getting used to the weather a little bit, but I'll tell you what, the coolest thing about this place that I've never experienced in California is the people are just out of this world, man. They're just, they're so kind Even the service people, bro, like the first, when I got here, right. I don't have a driver's license in Texas still because of COVID, but it's like, dude, even the people at the DMV, they're like the dopest people. I called the lady. She was like, oh yeah, you know, you got to go to here and go to, I'm like, dude, if I would have called those people in in Cali, they would have, it was, I was just, it was I, I, my jaw dropped like legitimately. I was like, what the hell? It's a cool thing, man.
0: Yeah, dude. You know, I've noticed that a lot too. Because the last couple of years, I've really been hitting different states. Like even in the last couple of months, I've hit Montana, um, you know, Washington, like the border with like Idaho. I've hit Idaho, uh, Florida, Georgia, um, Texas too. I've gone a lot in the last couple of years, and and that's one thing that stands out to me is the people, right? That experience, right? Especially if you live your whole life in the states and like one particular state, and you've right. ever lived or been somewhere else for more than like a couple of days. It's such a sharp contrast, bro. And I've been going to Florida a lot lately too. And I noticed that like when people people say hi to me, I almost like look around. I'm like, are you talking to me? Cause I'm not used to it, bro. Like it's a trip, man. It's a
1: it's, trip. It is, man. I think, so I bought my house in May and then, but I was still, I was still in Cali for like two, three months, kind of transitioning things. I was, I had a place in Vegas too. So I was back and forth a lot and um, so I finally kind of moved here full-time in July and when I finally got here my neighbors I'm not even playing with you one of our neighbors bought us like a hundred dollar gift card to Lowe's and left it on our porch and was like hey welcome to the neighborhood and I was just tripping and then the nut the other neighbor brought his whole family over like to meet me at the door and introduce everyone I was like where am i like where have i been my whole life because bro i don't dude, i lived in I, i've lived in several different places in cali i lived in temecula i lived in corona i lived in huntington beach everywhere i lived i never had that relationship with my neighbors ever that's so, crazy
0: bro cool. i mean yeah i've door knocked my neighbors and wherever i go i i say hi but that's never reciprocated you know what i mean so absolutely bro it's a trip so how's a you know, business wise, I know you you moved and you're still doing your thing. How has that transition been going from Cali to Texas?
1: Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, it, it, it to be honest on the on the on the on the administrative side, it's been a little tough because all the state you know agencies and everything are moving like snails right now because of COVID. They already yeah. move slow, and then you throw something like COVID in, and it just yeah. like, dude, what should take us two months has taken us eight or nine months to get done. Right. Um, it's been pretty rough on that side, but in terms of moving and getting things going and just building momentum, dude, it's been so fun. It's been it's been a blast because I feel I've never felt so energized. I think um, you know when I started my business back, like when I got into the mortgage business in twenty shoot twenty four no twenty thirteen. Like I was, I was hungry. Right. I was, I was 19 years old. I was hungry. Like I didn't know my ass from my head. Right. Like I, it it didn't, all I knew was go, go, go grind and go hustle. Everything you see today, like with the young entrepreneur, like, you know, grind every day, blah, blah, blah. Like it's all (laughs) like, to me, it's all bullshit, but like, that's what I was like. I was just like grind every day. Like, you know, and so that's what I was doing. I feel like that again. I feel, I feel re-energized, uh, we brought on a lot of new people this year. Um, in the, like literally in February, uh, when COVID really hit the United States, the mortgage industry was really in limbo. Like it was scary for a minute. Every, like anybody who knew anything about the mortgage business, we were like, it's make or break right now. Right. Right? We're the whole industry is about to be destroyed or, or we're going to do really good things. Right. Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit scary, but we kind of just doubled down. We said, you know what, we're going to bet on our people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to bet on the fact that we know how to adapt, and you know, luckily the mortgage industry turned around. Uh, we had a couple things that kind of played into making sure that the the, the mortgage business didn't just like die. Right, we didn't have another 2008, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but it it ended up working out well for us. So we added a bunch of new people. We actually, I actually purchased uh, another company and acquired that company. And then we started another company on top of that. So all in the midst of when February, March, and April, when everybody was freaking out going, Oh my God, let's wear a mask and stay in our house. We were acquiring companies and starting new ones. Um, And so we kind of did it very silently. Uh, We didn't, we didn't talk about it a lot, but It's been really good, man. It's been hard because you're bringing on people. You got to train. You got to do all this stuff remotely like this, where which is I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you do this stuff for a living, right? You coach people online. But, dude, I tell you what, I give you a lot of kudos because it's not easy. It's not (laughs) easy getting on every day and doing a screen share and being like, no, 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 click that button, right? It's like it's it's hard, man. So, two
0: questions, bro. Come up one. The, the acquiring of the companies and all that, is that all under just the main tree of capital And as far as like states now, are you still operating in California? Now you're in Texas. What does that look like now? And, you know, what are you going to do in the next like year or two in regards to expansion?
1: Yeah. So we got um, kind of an interesting, like, we actually acquired a company out of Florida. Um, and we, we ended up closing the deal in May. Um, and we did that because of COVID. What happened was we had to change our business model a little bit because of COVID. Um, I won't get into the technical, but we ended up acquiring that company basically to be a second operations company. Nice. And then we started a new company to be um, an operations company. So basically we have an operations company on the West coast, an operations company on the East coast, basically is what ended up happening because of the licensing, right? In the mortgage right. business, you got to have licenses for all the States you're working in. Right. So um, and then capital were licensed in, uh, I believe we're licensed in nine states right now, and by the end of this year, we'll be licensed in 19. So we're working on we're working on 10 other states right now, expanding in all those states. Um, Texas will be our big market at the end of the day because I don't like I don't, dude. Call me old fashioned, but I don't like supporting people who don't support me, right? So like, I have a, I kind of have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder right now with Cali. Like I'm like, bro, you just. You just ran me out of your state. You want yeah. to tax the hell out of me. You want to take everything from me. Why am I going to go support your economy? I just, right. I just don't know that I want to. So, you know.
0: Yeah, man. Yep. And, and interesting that you said that because in June of last year is when I decided to open up outside of California. And I think I'm, I have teams in like 13 states now. It's crazy how quickly that's expanded during one of the worst times, you can say in quotes, right? Because so many people lost their jobs. Right. Specifically with that for you, was it your preparation up until that point that allowed it, or you just said, Hey, now's the moment to seize the opportunity. What did that decision look like? Because what you did, bro, is like one in a million compared to what most people would do.
1: Yeah. I don't think, um, like, I don't know, man. I, yes, the preparation a thousand percent had to be there. Right. Because what we've been doing for the last five or six years allowed us to pivot really quickly and grow. Like we, we had money in the bank. We weren't over leveraged. We knew what we were doing. Um, you know, my mom is my business partner, right? We started Capital together back in 2015, and one thing she and I always did was even from the day we started, right? We lived off 25 of of our of our income, mm-hmm. so we've always kept a ton of money in the bank. We've always prepared for bad situations. Um, you know, and and you know, the one thing that I think I struggle with a little bit when I see people in these entrepreneurial sales careers, like, like being a loan officer or a real estate agent. Um, I don't consider myself a loan officer. Do we still do self-production? Yeah. We still do quite a bit of self-production, but we, our, our goal, our goal flipped, you know, two years ago. I'm not worried about building self-production anymore. I'm very much in the same realm you are now where it's like, Hey, let's go build our team. Let's go develop our business. Let's go build a real company. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that allowed us to pivot quickly. So yes, the preparation had a big deal with it. But I also say, like, you got to have some balls, like, right? You just, you got to have some cojones to say, like, let's go, let's go build when everybody else is worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, the one thing, you know, I just got done talking to my sales team this morning and I, I told them, I said, guys, at the end of the day, if our industry goes away tomorrow, the one thing I'm very confident about is I have over 15,000 people in my database. Mm-hmm. That to me is my business right there, right? Like, so if if we have to if we have to pivot tomorrow and go into selling socks, I got fifteen thousand people I can sell socks to, right? Like, right? like, like I'm never worried about it just because at the end of the day I'm going to double down on my people.
0: Love it. Now, in regards because obviously you're in the world of mortgages, what do you see happening in the next like twelve to eighteen months, because That's a big question mark for a lot of people. I mean, what do you see happening with the industry, interest rates? Like, do you have any forecasts or any information?
1: On yeah, the I don't think. I don't think interest rates are going anywhere. Like I, you know uh, you know, as much as I don't like it, we have a democratic government and they love debt. (laughs) So um, you know, interest rates aren't going to go anywhere because you got people in, you got people in office right now that love leverage. Like they want to take 27 trillion in deficit and turn it into 40. Like that's what their goal is. Like they love this shit. So interest rates, when debt is high like that, you know, you're, you're going to generally keep your, keep your interest rates pretty low. Uh, I don't think housing prices are going anywhere but up for a while. Um, the one thing, you know, it's like, it's funny because I hear people in the real estate business compare like our our market to, to you know, 2006, 2009. It, we're not in the same market. It's different. Like yeah. um, there's a lot of, I won't get into the technicalities, but forecast wise, we, of course, at some point, things have to correct, right? You're going to have inflation and the people, the one thing that we're doing right now is we're going heavy. We're going to go heavy into investing into multifamily. Mm-hmm. Um, from a from from a you know a, a personal standpoint with our with our other holding companies, our real estate companies, because we want to make sure that with inflation, you got to have assets, right? Because there's yeah. only so much you can raise your prices. There's only so much you can, you know, like the only way to fight inflation is to have things that go up with inflation. Yeah. So you know, I I kind of tell people like don't bank on. Don't bank on, you know, going and buying a house two years from now, because if your wages haven't gone up, you're not gonna be able to afford it.
0: Yep. hundred percent, bro. I love it. Now, I know you brought up uh, the shift you made two years ago and growing your team. Um, What caused that mainly? Because I I see a lot of people in that position are scared to take that step. Well, what really was the kind of the cause for you to finally make that switch?
1: I'm lazy. I'm lazy. I'm the laziest motherfucker on the planet, bro. I, I legit don't want to work. So the only way that I can get there is to leverage people and, and duplicate and replicate and, and do the things that I know how to do. Um, but I don't want to work. I don't want to produce. I haven't, dude, I haven't written a loan in five years and I want to keep it that way. Like, I don't want to produce. I want to, I want to build people and allow them to do those things. I want to, I want. I want to, I genuinely love building people, by the way, right? Like, I think some people like want to start a business and want to hire people just cuz they don't want to work. Yeah. But while I'm honest about that and I'm 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 lazy at the same time like I genuinely love watching people succeed. So it's cool to watch somebody go from zero to making a hundred grand a year or yeah. you know going from even you know oh, I did my first 20 deals to you know 2 years later they're doing 20 deals a month, right? Yeah. Like that's a really cool feeling. Um, but at the end of the day, it allows me to do shit like this. I don't have to be taking calls from clients at eight o'clock at night. I get to be leveraging my time and my people and helping them do that.
0: Yeah. Is that kind of what opened up the interest for you to start doing stuff online and you know, the podcast and then pushing stuff on YouTube?
1: Yeah, man. But I I've been terrible about it. I I was, I was just telling you before we got on, like, dude, I gotta, I gotta get more consistent, man. I, it's, it's funny because like how I built my brand in the mortgage industry, how we did, how we really originally built our team and our production was literally off social media. Like right. 95% of our business came from my social media following and what I was doing. Because, you know, when you and I first met, I think my Instagram account was at like 40,000 followers and, and I was building, that was the re- a- avenue I was going. Right. Yeah. And then, um, you know, dude, I get in kicks. Like I just deleted my Instagram again. I had 20,000 followers and deleted it again. And I'm like back to one twenty eight or something. Like I, I love, I'm addicted to the process of growth. So the problem yeah. is, is I would like start a YouTube and I'll do it for like six weeks. And then I'm like, oh, I love the journey of the growth. And then I get bored with it. So right, right. I got to get back to it, man.
0: Hell yeah, man. Now outside of uh, mortgages, cause I know like you, obviously you had that self-made franchise out here, um, uh, what, what do you got? What projects you got going on outside of capital and, you know, the
1: mortgage side and the business side? I don't know, man. I, I got shit going on all the time. You know, it's like, I am a dreamer. I'm a visionary. Like, I don't know if you've ever read, have you ever read traction by Gino Wickman? No, I haven't. No. Okay. It's a, a, anybody that's listening right now, if, if you want a book on how to build a business plan, best book on the planet is traction by Gino Wickman. Um, it's a great book, but he talks about the difference between a visionary right? It's somebody that's a big dreamer
0: yeah.
1: and an integrator. And an integrator is generally like your CEO. It's like the person that like makes your business run. Yeah. But the problem is, is a lot of visionaries want to be CEOs, but they don't know how to run a business. Um, I happen to have kind of a dual personality in that sense. Like I happen to be good at operations and being a visionary. The problem is, is I got, I have uh, ideas going in the back of my head all day long. So like I have a hundred businesses on my whiteboard. Like it's like I, you know, oh, I want to do this, <laughs> and do that. but you know, it's like like anything else, man. You got to focus in. So, right now we're concentrating on two things. I want to grow capital like crazy. Um, we're we're using that as our vehicle. I love it. It's my baby, man. It's it was my first like real company that that I started. Right, like I had businesses before that, but I was just like a, you know, like little dopey teenager, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, so you know, it's my first real company. It's my baby. I want to see it grow up and take on, take on a life, a life of its own. Um, but in the same breath, we're, we're using a lot of that as a vehicle to invest in real estate and um, kind of build that portfolio as well. Yeah.
0: Long-term, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, kind of shifting gears here, dude, because uh, this just came to my mind, how, how would you compare or can you walk us through like a, if you compare side-by-side a typical day for you and Cali versus what it is like
1: now in Texas, where you're at. Oh, dude. <laughs> well, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of MAGA hats versus you know, <laughs> that's pretty much, that's pretty much how you know how I'm just playing. Um, dude. I don't know. You know, I walk outside with a little, like dude, I got, I walked outside. And I've never walked outside in California and been like, Oh shit. You know, uh, today it's supposed to snow tomorrow. I think. Nice. Um, but no, like, you know what I love about here is look, people wear masks, right? I'm anybody that knows me knows I, I ain't wearing a mask for anything. Um, like, I drove to California three times from Texas because I don't want to get on a plane and put a mask on, right? Um, but like, uh, with that being said, people are so respectful of you making personal decisions here, so like. I, you walk into a 7-Eleven here without a mask on. They don't tell you to put one on. They don't care. Like, right. It's, you know, you go into the gym. Um, I think you have here. There's this sense of like respect with everybody you meet. Yeah. Right. So you don't feel this chip on your shoulder of like, oh, you're different than me or whatever. And and I really love that. And it's honestly, it's it's been the first place that I've ever been that I'm like, I'm home. I don't need to leave. Like I don't ever need to move from here. Like I love this place where, um, I've never had that feeling anywhere else.
0: Love it, bro. Almost like a quality of life type thing. You know,
1: it is for sure. It's It's, it's big. I'm just getting to your Facebook because I was looking at what we got.
0: Hell yeah. So we got, um, we got the event coming up. I'm doing another coaching event, right? Cody's been involved with my modern success events for a while. Maybe not like the last one or the one before, but he's coming to speak uh, the 26th over there in Houston. Um, so I I wanted to throw it to you, man. When are you gonna start doing some events like that, bro?
1: You know what? I think I think 2021 is the year, man. I'm um I was talking to Lauren on the way back from the gym, um, and I was telling her I'm like, you know what? If there's one thing I want to implement more of, in fact, actually, just to give you a little background, dude, like, so every year New Year's Eve, I sit down and I generally write down like what I'm going to accomplish the next year. Right. I'm not big on new year's resolutions. I'm I'm not a big, like milestone person. I don't like birthdays and stuff, but like, um, but I'm big, I'm really, really big on like setting things up for to make me work hard. Right. Like, because I won't break my word, like whatever I say, I'm going to do, I'm going to go do it. Um, so this year, last year I wrote down 20 goals because 20 for 2020, that was my whole thing. Like 20 for 2020, I'm going to go do it which 20 goals when they're big goals is really hard to accomplish, right? Like you got to be super consistent all year. So I kind of took the exact opposite approach this year. And I told Lauren, I said, I have one goal in 2021. And it's, I want more one-on-one FaceTime with people. Um, Whether that be over a Zoom call or whether that be in person, like I want to hug more people. I want to hand, I want to give more people handshakes. Like I want to, I want to, because I've been so deep in my business the last few years that I've just, kind of lost touch with some people. And I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to live life. Right. So, um, so I think one of our biggest things is we want to do some events, you know, none of my businesses wear masks. You can go in them and talk to them and hug on them and love on them. I tell my employees, like literally when in our hiring process, I say, are you okay with not wearing a mask? And if they say no, like, no, I, I, you know, I want to wear a mask. I just tell them flat out, like, Hey, you can't work for us because it's not that I don't think you're great. It's just, I, I want to see your smile, right? I want to see you energized throughout the day. And so, um, I, I'm very blessed to be in a state like Texas. That's not going to shut me down for running events and, you know, doing things. And so we're going to, we're going to take advantage of that for sure this year. Yeah. Living life. <laughs> living life. I It's so funny. Cause like on Facebook, I'm, you know, I love getting people riled up, man. Like, I it's just it's it's like <laughs> one of my funnest things. Like people people get so mad. Like, yeah. and I love it. Like, I because I truly, as much as like I like also seeing people like squirm a little bit, I like seeing people's differences of opinion. Like, I yeah. want to see what you what you disagree with me on, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but we uh with with that being said, like I, you know, people go dude, why don't you just put on the mask and stop, you know, like, but why? And I'm like, because I've never put on a mask in my whole life. Like I'm not going to start now. Like I'm, ne- yeah. it just, I, and it, and, and it's not about a mask thing. It's just like, I just don't think you guys realize what the hell you're even seeing in the world right now. Like they yeah. they did it so smoothly where it was like, you know, it's normal. Yeah. You know, you start seeing it on commercials and Netflix and on Facebook ads mm-hmm. and, you know celebrities wearing them and it just became like normal overnight and i'm like dude am i the only like mm-hmm. sane one here going like dude this i this, this isn't normal i can't do this um so yeah living life bro like not to i segue off that but yeah just just we got to live life man we got to get in front of people we got to talk to people go get drunk together go do shit together you know
0: yeah And, uh, you know, I hear you on that, bro. And like now you can't even have a difference of opinion with somebody because they just get in their emotions and they start talking shit. Like even following you on like Facebook, for example, when you post a normal post or something about your business, none of those motherfuckers are going in and even liking your shit. But The moment you post something about the election or Trump, they come in immediately, bro. Like the moment. It says, like, you know, when somebody posts and it says just now, you already have no likes, but like eight comments from people who are talking shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, what the fuck? It's like they're almost waiting on their phone like this. Like, I hope Cody posts because I'm going to talk shit. You know what I mean?
1: Dude, you know what's funny is like, um, you know, we've talked about this before, but it's like I, I don't I, I don't follow I don't genuinely follow a lot of people on social media. Like, yeah. yes, I follow them via the number or whatever, but I don't genuinely go to their profile and look at their stuff and like whatever. Yeah. So it's always funny to me when I have these same like six, seven, eight people coming to my profile like every day to just hate on what I'm saying or like, and I'm just like, do you know how many I've never been on your profile? Like, I don't even know what you post about. I have zero idea. Like, and, and, and that's not an arrogance thing. It's just like, I don't understand it. I don't comprehend. Like, how can you go to somebody's profile just to hate them so much, you know, just to disagree with them? But at the end of the day, it brings it brings attraction to the platform. What we're trying to do, so absolutely, dude, we've we've earned so much business from me talking shit to people on Facebook. <laughs> I can't It's so funny.
0: So before you delete your profiles, bro, if somebody wants to hit you up, where do you want them to, to go?
1: No, Cody C Stevens. Uh, I always end up with the same handle everywhere I go. So Cody Stevens, Cody C Stevens on Instagram. Um, you guys can find me on Facebook. I'm starting a YouTube, so get go go subscribe to my my uh, my channel on YouTube. I'm not big like Brian, so I don't get like a custom handle. Um, but I'll. Uh, but you guys can find me. Go find me, uh, Cody Stevens, and um, you know that's probably the best place to connect with me. I'm terrible about calling people back and stuff, so yeah. you know I'd give you my cell phone number, but it's not going to mean anything. Um, but yeah, yeah, Instagram is probably the best spot.
0: For sure, yeah. And once we finish the recording here, just go on the Facebook comments and put the channel link and all that stuff. That way people can go.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Cool. All right, bro. Well, good to see you, man. And I'll see you, what, in about six weeks if I don't see you before then?
1: Dude, I'm stoked. And I just, so you guys know, if you guys, if you guys are coming to Brian's event, if you're not, if you're not coming, get your ass there. I don't know what you're doing. Um, But if, if you're coming, if you're planning on being at that event, I'm bringing some fucking heat this year. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a lot of fun. So make sure you guys show up because you're going to get a lot of value. Brian always brings some amazing people in from different sectors of the world and what they're doing. So um, I'm super excited to come hang out with you guys.
0: It's going to be dope. And then I'll give you some more content to post.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) On my 161 followers. (laughs) All
0: right, bro. Good to see you, man. Later, bro. We'll see you.